Hello and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Fraser Wilson and today I'm pleased to say we're joined by the Sunday Mail's Scott McDermott and Record Sport Online's Callum Loudon to look at all the latest goings on at Ibrox. On the pod today, we we plunge straight into the latest transfer news and gossip from Ibrox. We analyse Steven Gerrard's summer priorities and whether nine in a row has to be stopped. And we look at the upcoming Euro campaign and ask, can last year really be matched? Good to see you guys. Cheers, how are you doing? Ah, not too bad, Callum, thank you very much. Right, let, let's get straight into this. Um, I'm, I'm looking for a fresh angle in the transfer news. It's been fairly quiet, but then up pops a gem uh, emanating from the Swedish press and the respected outlet Expressing. Scott, starting with yourself. Martin yep. Olsen's a name that has now come on, onto the radar for Rangers. Now, there's a player with pedigree of the English Premier League of uh, World Cups, 48 caps for Sweden. Certainly got stature. He's uh, a left back. Is it? Does this feel right for you in Rangers? Um, certainly doesn't feel wrong. Uh, it's a new name. It's a free agent who Stephen Gerrard admitted. No, he's going to need to pick up a few of them in this in this window. He can uh, no rebuild his squad, but strengthen his squad. He's obviously going to be clever, uh, quite cute in the transfer market. He'll know Olsen well for the Premier League. You've said that he's got uh, he's got good pedigree. Um, no, his best days uh, are his best days behind him. I'm not sure. I mean, he's an attacking fullback. He's always struck me. You no, know, very athletic, very fit. Uh, dare I say, almost in the kind of James Tavernier mould uh, on the on the other side of the park. He's got great experience uh, for club and country. And at 31 years old, uh, still at a good age, I would think. And in terms of what Rangers need, no, I think we're all pretty clear that a left-back will need to come in in the summer. Um, We're not sure yet uh, what Borna Barisic's future is going to be. I've said in the past, I think it would be worth Rangers giving him one more shot. It hasn't worked out for him so far. No, despite him being a, a creation international and a big money signing for Rangers, it just, just hasn't happened for various reasons. Steven Gerrard's been pretty critical of him, uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what he decides. Do Rangers actively try and sell him in the summer? Did he send him out on loan just to get his get his wages off the off the bill? Or does Gerrard no, take him to Portugal pre-season? Give him one last crack at it, um, and hope that he becomes the the kind of first choice Rangers left back that clearly hoped he would be when he arrived. Yeah. Um, but even if that's the case, I would argue you still maybe need another left back to to come in. Um, whether it's his backup to Barisic, he provide competition for Barisic, or if Barisic continues the way the way he did last season and it, and it doesn't happen for him. We're going to need somebody with experience to come in. They've obviously tried uh, Andy Halliday there, but it's not his natural position as much as he's done a good job. Uh, we all know John Flanagan can comfortably go in at left back, but again, it's no natural for him. I think Rangers lose a wee bit of, a wee bit of fluidity when no the left back's currently uh, constantly having to cut on his right, cut on his right side. So on the face of it. As I say, I'm no up to, no completely up to date in terms of how uh, how legit the Olsen rumor is. But in the face of it, when you look at his pedigree, you look at his experience and his age, 
if you could pick him up in a free transfer, um, it would appear to be that it might be good business. Aye, well, well, he certainly left Swansea now after three or four years. Um, as you say, there's a bit of weight behind this one for the, the the Swedish press where it's coming from. Seems to be a good fit. As you say, I think Bonabarasic, somebody they really do have to persevere with for a year because if they were to try and cash in them, I don't think they'd recoup anything like what they laid yep. out on them last summer. But you do, you need at least two in every position. So yep. Callum, Callum, your own thoughts on this one. Martin Olsen, does that feel like the right kind of fit? push Rangers forward definitely uh, a Swedish international Premier League experience uh, I think as you said Gerard would know him well I don't see why there would be any issues bringing someone like that in uh, I also think Rangers should give Barisic another shot just because of his international pedigree and before it was it was as soon as he grew his hair that he just seemed to <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he Samson in reverse. Ah, yeah. as, as soon as he got the Arab CNS, but ah, headband yeah. that he wore against Rangers. Before that, it was it was brilliant at the start of the season. What was the stats I read? It was like seven assists in ten games or something, and he was he was tearing it down the left. So I would definitely persevere. But if Rangers could get in more quality in that left back position, yeah, I don't see a problem with it. I th- although you're saying they they would not recoup the money, I think they might just because he is in the Croatian national team at the moment. I mean, if if Rangers you know, did their jobs properly and, and were looking to offload them, I think there'd be enough interest in Europe you know, to try and recoup one and a half, two million quid for Barisic, if that's what you wanted to do, if you wanted to get him out, get a bit of money in and find a replacement. But I agree with Callum, and it's just a personal opinion, I think he's worth... No, given one last crack at whatever the problems have been, whether it be physically or mentally, Gerard somehow has to try and iron those out over the summer, whether that means sitting down with Barisic and really getting to the bottom of it, no, changing his training to avoid injuries, whatever it might be. There's clearly a player in there. Um, when Rangers scouted him, eh, obviously for Osijek, um in the Europa League qualifiers, I mean, Callum's right, his delivery into the box was sensational. I mean, it was like, no, it was every cross or every second cross was getting whipped in. I mean, creating all sorts of havoc. No, we've not seen that at Rangers for the last, no, four or five months at least. So he somehow has to try and get his head back in the right place, get him playing again. He could be, no, Rangers' first choice left back for for a number of years if, if, if it works out for him. But... It's whether Rangers decide to take that take that gamble. If there is a taker out there who'd be willing to pay you no know, two, two and a half million for him, they might just think, Let's just get the money in and we've got a couple of ready made guys to guys to come in. Aye. Well well like, talking about offloading Croatians and um Eros Grezda's had another <laughs> colourful week. No, he's Albanian <laughs> right enough. <laughs> <laughs> We'll start that one again. He came through I'll let you off it. I'm not even going to edit that one out, right? Nah. I'll just play that one in the chin. Fair I'll let you off it. Aye. Too desperate to find links here. Exactly. That's the problem. Right, what was my point, Scott? Aye, speaking of offloading left-sided players. <laughs> <laughs> I saved that, aye. Um, Eros Gresda, another difficult week for the... Uh, he claims he's injured. He pulled out the Albanian squad. Nobody really knows what the truth is. But one thing I think you're pretty certain is it should be punted for the Ibrox. Without a doubt. I mean, I, I don't think, I think even Stephen Gerrard behind closed doors will, will admit that. I mean, that's been a 
a disastrous signing for them. I th- no, we're led to believe no two million, maybe even more than that, to get him in. He came in. People were claiming he was the best player in Croatia last year. We were reading that Barisic and Nico Katic were saying he was no Osijek's best player. They had to had to go and sign this guy. Uh, but his performances for Rangers have been have been dreadful. That's no no beat about the beat about the bush. Um, for a one point five million player as well. Yeah, I mean, no. What annoys me slightly is that. No, you, you speak to people at Rangers or any other club, no, directors of footballs, people in recruitment, scouts or whatever, and no, they constantly kind of roll out this line about how we, no, we don't just look at the player's physical ability, no, we look into his background, his personality, no, his mentality and all that. I mean, if that's the case, I'd love to know who, no, who scouted Gresda and who sanctioned that move because... It looks to me as an outsider, on and off the pitch, no, there's serious question marks about him, uh, both as a player and as a and as a character. Uh, I mean, it's not just me saying that. I mean, reading between the lines, we can say with some certainty when when Steven Gerrard lambasted guys who played in that Liverpool friendly um, first team players who were who were getting beat four 0 off a, a Liverpool youth team. Gresda was one of those guys, and no, even the manager questioned his his mentality and his character uh, that day as well. So yeah, it's his, his signing then. So who does the black mark go against here? Well, that's what we're no, we're no hundred. I mean, you'd like to think Steven Gerrard gives the okay, yeah. uh, the final okay on every signing, but. If you're going to go down the model of a director of football, you know, on a recruitment team and and whatever, then the manager, I suppose, has to has to trust that department of the of the football club. You no, know, we're being told all the time that you know, the way it works is the manager will go to the uh, go to the recruitment department, and say, "Here's what I here's what I need, here's the attributes that I need to strengthen the team." No, they'll go away. They'll come back with you know, a list of five or a list of ten guys who no are meant to fit the bill and no the manager will have a say they'll kind of get through the list so it's meant to be very comprehensive um or it's supposed to be very comprehensive but you look at that signing of Gresda and what he's contributed um i mean i think he would struggle to get a game and no be other top 6 premiership clubs and that's not being disrespectful that's just a a personal opinion i watched him for albania against scotland uh, and Tirana, where he actually gave Callum Parson a kind of torrid time for 45 minutes. Best 45 minutes yep. of the season. That was it? the one time I looked at him and thought there might be a player in there. Yeah. Um, but he has shown absolutely nothing for Rangers. Nowhere near the standard that Gerrard's looking for. And no, we're saying we'd give Barisic another chance. I don't think Gresda will get another chance. And that will be a case of now. No, trying to find teams in Europe who are going to either pay money for them, or at the very least take them and loan for a for a season just so you get the you get the wages off the bill. Yeah, that, I'm sure that's one that Rangers fans wouldn't miss. But um, heightening speculation now linking uh, Aston Villa with a move for James Tavernier. Uh, Callum, this one's been growing um, as the weeks progressed. It mm. appears that uh, Reading a ten million pound bid perhaps for for Rangers captain. 
this is one Steven Gerrard and Rangers really need to dig their heels in over, isn't it? I, I can't think of any other player in the Rangers uh, squad that would be a bigger loss than James Tavenier right now. I hear fans getting worried about Morelos leaving, uh, Scotty Arfield leaving, but I think James Tavenier would be the main biggest loss for Rangers. Not even just his stats, which are fantastic. 20 assists, take away the goals, all right, because, all right, penalties, which a lot of people say, but it's still good to have a consistent penalty taker. Uh, but take away the goals. His assists for a right back are brilliant. No one can deny that. Uh, better than most wingers in the league. Uh, but you know what? I think there's another side that fans are overlooking here. James Tavenier has played played nearly every single game for Rangers that season, and he's he picked up about one booking. So his discipline and his fitness are obviously fantastic. That's which a good point. in a Rangers team, which you're getting, which you've got your Alan McGregor's doing crazy things every <laughs> other week. You've got your Morelos. <laughs> A safe bet to get sent off most weeks. You need those guys who are who you can rely on, uh-huh. and that's what Stephen Gerrard needs. You add in the the goals and assists. That's like an added bonus from my right back. So I can't think of a worse player that Rangers could lose right now. Uh, well, I think Stephen Gerrard needs to take a lot of credit for this as well because uh, that's, that's a very good point. His discipline. Um, and that's perhaps partly why you go at the captain's armband. But getting that captain's armband. I think this is the first season you could actually say Tavernier isn't just a creator, he's also a defender now. He's, he's moving very close to being the full package for a full-back. Yep. And um, that is why he's getting interest for the Premier League, I suppose, Scott. It is. I think defensively it has improved this season. I think you need to give Gerard and the coaches, you know, whether it be Michael Beal or, or whoever, eh, a lot of credit for that because his game has come on. I think, I think his game has probably went to a another level, uh, a level above this year. Um, it's hard to argue with the numbers. I'm not a big fan of stats, but when you look at uh, Tavernier's stats, it's, it's difficult to argue, and you're right. It, it's no surprise to me whatsoever that clubs in the Premier League will be looking at them because when you think of modern football now, you think of the emphasis that's put on fullbacks in terms of being athletic, getting up the pitch, creating the, the prime example are the two at Liverpool, obviously the Alexander Arnold and, and Robertson. Um and we talked about improving defensively. You think Andy Robertson a couple of years ago he was seen just as an attacking fullback who couldn't defend his back post and stuff. And Klopp has changed that and no defensively he was brilliant in the, the Champions League final the, the other night. Um and Tav- Tavernier's done that as well. when you look at Villa, it doesn't surprise me that, that they would look at him. They've got money to spend now, just promoted to the to the Premier League. You look at their team, uh, El Mohamed, he's been at right back pretty much the whole season. Uh, but no, age wise he's maybe getting to the getting to the wrong end. You can see why they'd want to strengthen. And any club down there, if you're looking for a right back, they'd be crazy not to look at Tavernier with the with the stats he's producing. You look at him as an athlete, no, he's got all the physical attributes you would want. Uh, if you're a buying club, you would look at the fact he's been captain for a season, captain of a, a huge club up here. As Callum says, you look at his disciplinary record. It's difficult to to argue, and if you're a Rangers fan, you're just praying that somebody doesn't come in with a, a crazy bid that the club can't accept because, no, as Callum says, very very difficult. To replace, uh, to replace those numbers and, and what he's what he's producing. The last John year. McGinn worked out with Villa as well, so they'll be looking at the SPL maybe and yep. not be giving us a, such a hard time. 
Yeah. I, I think they certainly are. But Tony Tavernier, then we were going to go on to look at the priorities for Steven Gerrard this summer and keeping Tavernier probably is right at the top of the list, I would suggest. Left back, we've covered and possibly bringing in another striker. Scott, if, if we look at each position, defence, midfield, attack, where do you think the major priorities lie? Priorities will be a centre-back, definitely, with Warrow and Macaulay away, not leaves them with Goldson and, and Katic. So do obviously. they go and try and meet Oldham's £1 million valuation of George Edmondson? Because they've gone in twice now and been rejected. They said they didn't want to get involved in the bidding war, but it seems like Gerard wants this guy. It's hard to say because I've not seen the guy play, so I mean, I'm not sure how good he is. Clearly Gerard rates him. There's other clubs... No, you know for a fact there's other clubs down south have been looking at him and, and bidding for him, so there's there's obviously a talent there. It's just whether no only Steven Gerrard knows the knows the budget he's got to play with and no do you go and spend a million quid on a guy who could be no third choice centre back, no, maybe even maybe even fourth choice if somebody else if somebody else comes in. Uh so it's difficult, but he knows he needs a centre back, clearly. Um I think he would want a centre back who he felt was ready to come in and play right away. I think we know Goldson will, will start and be his first pick, as it was for for the majority of the season. But he, he'll want somebody to fight it out with with Katic for that other for that other jersey. Um, I mean, he had the four this year. Obviously, McCauley probably being the kind of the fourth. No, when he went for experience, but interesting to see if he does that again because you would want four centre backs, but. To get an experienced guy and it might cost you, I just wonder whether you know, there's a young one of the young boys coming through the, the academy that he, that he might feel is good enough to promote and just be that kind of fourth choice if you like. If he gets if he gets a proper centre back in, whether it's Edmondson or, or whoever, um he'll still want four. So it's whether he goes he goes with an academy boy that he thinks is good enough to step up and be around the first team squad or whether he goes for a Macaulay type mm-hmm. but he'll de- listen you can't you can't fight for the title and try and you know, make a mark in Europe without even four yeah. four centre backs um, so that'll be that'll definitely be a priority um, further up the pitch seems crazy we're still talking about it because it seems like in this podcast if we spoke about it literally for the entire season but they still need an attacking midfielder uh, middle to front that's going to open teams up uh, we all know how desperate they are to get Ryan Kent back, and how big a no, how big a signing that would be, how big a statement that would be. But he's a winger; he'll play either side. No, he can float. We've seen him playing through the middle at times to good effect. But they still need. I don't want to say a number ten because it's no, it's no a number ten. They don't, they don't play with a number ten, but they need an attacking midfielder, either starting in one of those three midfield positions. Or coming off the bench to make an impact that's going to open up teams who who sit and defend at Ibrox. If they don't, there's a danger that you no, know, there, there, there's games like like last season where they drop they drop silly points to teams that are just sitting in and defending, and Rangers can't can't break them down. So that, that that'll be another priority. I mean, these games Ryan Kent played in as well, and as you say, yeah, as a winger, he's not that guy. It's going to break the line. He's not going to play that killer pass that, that no. you're needing. Um, your pal, Gavin, mentioned last week that 
he reckoned it was starting to look like Rangers' hopes of getting Ryan Kent back were, were blown out of the water by Villa and other interests just south of the border. Do yeah. you think there is still a chance that Rangers could have Ryan Kent back? I do. I mean, I, I'm going to stick to my guns on it. I've seen Gav was getting a bit of stick, obviously, <laughs> so I'll go the other way. I don't, know <laughs> what, I don't know what it is. I mean, listen, there will be interest in him, but I've said it before. No, Rangers on the driving seat in terms of two things. One... Stephen Gerrard's relationship with Jurgen Klopp in Liverpool and two, the fact that Ryan Kent's already had a season at Rangers and he's happy and he knows the club and he knows his teammates, he knows how highly Gerrard rates him, he knows the role that he's got in the team. All of that is in Rangers' favour. Of course, Liverpool's a business and if they thought they could get big money for Ryan Kent um, and he's not going to play in their first team, they'll take it. But that would maybe be the case if he only had a year left on his contract. Liverpool would be actively looking to, to sell him on. He's no, they gave him a big contract before he went to Rangers and loan. He's got two or three years left. So, no, he's got a bit of time. He's got, no, he's got value to Liverpool. I've said it before. If Rangers and Gerrard are making the pitch to Liverpool to get him back, they can say that the boy's happy, that he wants to go back to Rangers. But crucially... They can say, listen, if a Villa or a Hull or a Sheffield United or whoever it might be is offering you eight, nine million quid, that's fine. But give them to Rangers for another season and next summer it'll be worth 15, no, 15, 16 million because it'll have played in our four all firm games. For Rangers' point of view, hopefully it'll have won trophies, no, maybe a league title. Um, hopefully Europa League group stage again that has to be how Rangers sell it to Liverpool and that's when the relationship between Gerrard and Klopp will come in Aye. no it's that's a solid it, relationship as well well it? it's fairly simple I mean there's, there's no point can I sugarcoat it Gerrard will be effectively be asking Klopp to, to do him a do him a turn Aye. and say listen get, no get no, give give them to us for another for another year, and I'll, and I'll make it's I'll a make his valuation. Favor, I mean, as what, what, you say, Rangers have brought him on that far. Well, what, 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 was right, what was Ryan Kent's, what was Ryan Kent's value when exactly, he signed with Rangers? Exactly my point. Exactly he'd been at point. he'd been at Bristol City, Barely he'd been in Germany, he he'd been at Coventry. Yeah. His career actually looked to be on the, the downslide. Bristol City, definitely. Bristol still refer to him as Bristol City flop. Still, I read that, that last right? week. They so still his career, that. I remember writing about it. So who's doing who a favour here? Well, I remember writing about it when he signed. He looked like a boy who'd had these loan spells, big things expected, but actually couldn't cut it. So he looked like one of these boys who would leave Liverpool every season, no, no, scores of players will leave Liverpool in these big Premier League clubs every season and just drift in the leagues and he would have ended up at, no, with all due respect, maybe end up at like a Luton or a, no, a Colchester or whoever it, might, whoever it might be. That's the way it looked when he signed. And now we're sitting here talking about Aston Villa might want to pay £10 million or or whatever. So that's what a year at Rangers has done for him. Yep. That's got to be Gerrard's pitch to, to clock to get him back. Absolutely. So unlike Gav... I think he'll be back at Rangers on loan next next season. Callum, let's bring you in. Sorry, mate. You've been, you've been forgotten about over there in the West Wing. <laughs> uh, what does this leave for you to say? Where is, what is the priority for you this season for Rangers to move forward? What area do they need to target? Uh, in a nutshell, they have to keep James Tavernier. They have to get an experienced centre-half in uh, the Gareth McCauley fold, but who's going to work out? Uh, need to get in another young, hungry centre half, not as error prone as Joe Worrell. Uh, need to get in a creative number ten. 
uh, that can sort of link up with the strikers better and break down these games which Rangers seem to struggle in and they probably are looking to get in a third striker if Laffy's on his way out which, um, which we're all led to believe is some size of nutshell mate <laughs> 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 just rebuilt aye. the whole squad <laughs> <laughs> uh, aye okay um, right we, we really need to move on with this um, now let's look forward believe it or not it's uh, it's only just over a month until the first competitive game of the season uh, European the draw's not even been made yet but I'm sure Stephen Gerrard and his squad will have an eye on that um, qualifying round already Last year, I feel that the huge strides that Rangers made in Europe and unquestionable getting to that group stage was a massive achievement for Gerard and made, made sure his managerial career hit the ground running. Brilliant. Hats off to him for that. I would argue it possibly had a negative effect on their, the start to their domestic campaign and they were they were chasing Celtic for the first, first part of the, the, the league season, which leaves the dilemma this, this year. Um, how how do they juggle the two? Do they throw all their eggs into the basket of the European campaign again uh, with the money that can be made from that? Or does the priority have to be a winning and strong start to the Premiership? They certainly don't throw their eggs in the, the Europa basket because that isn't the priority, whether it's financially beneficial or no. The priority for Rangers is to win the Premiership title this year. It has to be. It's the be-all and end-all for supporters. It'll be the be-all and end-all for Steven Gerrard. He won't want another season. No rookie manager or not, he'll know what to get a second season without a, certainly without a trophy, but without, without a league title. So you said it yourself, it's a dilemma. It's difficult to find a balance. The Europa League campaign was brilliant for Rangers this season. I think it galvanised the squad. I think it really bonded. No, it's crucial when a new manager comes in that no it does go off to a flyer but also no you can afford that team spirit uh, that you need to get through a campaign or if any new manager needs that and I think the, the Europa campaign did that when you look at some of the results no backs against the wall performances nine men and UFA and stuff like that I, from that point of view no, that was a big help to Rangers. I think it really did foster a, a togetherness and a, and a spirit within the squad. So that was a big plus point for, for Gerard. Of course, they'll get into the, these qualifiers aiming to get into, the champ, uh, get into the group stage again. Of course, no, you, you don't get into any game. No one to win it or any tie. No one to, no one to progress. Especially Stephen Gerrard. I couldn't imagine exactly. taking any. Exactly. Game but I agree with you. I think, if the truth be told, if you look back on last season, it definitely hindered them in the, the early part when they dropped needless, uh, needless points. Um, even you know, we've spoke about it before, but even you no know, after Ufa going to you no know, after the nine men and Ufa going to Celtic Park and playing the first Old Firm game, Rangers looked jaded, tired. It was a passive performance. Yeah. No, Celtic only won one 0 but it was comfortable. Uh, it was comfortable for them. That was a big blow at the time to Rangers uh, psychologically, I think, because it was his first Old Firm game, and they didn't just lose the game. No, they they lost it without laying a glove on on Celtic, and that that seemed to set them back as well. And that was a direct result, I think, of the no the effort that, the effort that they put in in, in Russia. So. That's the that's the flip side, um, but of course they need to try and 
they need to try and try and get through. Um, they need to try and get the money that that comes with it. But I agree, if Rangers were to get knocked out in the second or third qualifying round, um, no, you don't want any embarrassments that you get put out with a, a real minnow. That that can then set you back even further. But if they were get knocked out fair and square, as much as there'd be a bit of disappointment at a kind of early exit. I think the in the cold light of day, it might help them uh, going forward in the, the Premiership. Callum, there's no doubt though, those nights, Rapid Vienna, Ibrox, Villarreal, the Villarreal away match. I mean, they were they were highlights of last season. Um, mm. To think, if, if Rangers were offered that again, especially the fans right now, they would they would grab it. For you, how important is that though? Weighing up, what is at stake domestically here in Celtic going for nine in a row? I don't think it's as important as it was last year. There was something special last year with the Europa League campaign for Rangers. I think Gerard had just came in. The Europa League qualifiers were his first games competitively. You know, there was no league game for a while, so all the fans were right behind it. The backs of the wall performances, there was something really, I thought, just special getting through that campaign because Rangers hadn't been in Europe for so long. Yep. Uh, this season, I, I don't think it will be as sort of special as it was. I think that now we've had the season. It reminds me of when Walter Smith first came back and they got to the Europa League final. Obviously, I'm not trying to compare, but there was just something special about that season. And then they lost the league that season. Uh, and then that's when Gerard first came in again. It felt that kind of way of we need to get to Europe. I, I, I don't think it will be the same this season. I think the priority is the league uh, to say it. And I think it's shown with signings getting in the, the sort of well known, established SPL players. But I obviously Rangers will really want to get through the Europa qualifiers, they, but I don't feel like they, they need they need to get off to a flyer in the league, Aye. Fraser, because you no, know, the other thing is, you no know, Celtic are going through a bit of a transition as well. Um, you no, know, albeit Neil Lennon knows the club and you no, know, he's been there before. There's going to be a big turnaround of players at Celtic as well, and that you no, know, they'll have Champions League qualifiers as well. So it's going to have a difficult start to the season for them as well. Try to bed people in, try to combine Europe with domestic. If Rangers can just get off to a, a flying start in the league, just you know, put together a runner, a runner wins, knowing that the first Old Firm game is going to be is going to be at Ibrox uh, relatively early in the in the season. It usually is. Um, it could be no, it could be crucial for Rangers going forward in the the Europa thing. Might just be a, a distraction that they don't that they don't need. Yeah, do you think fans will go along with that though? That's always the, the problem. Listen, the fans it? love Europe. They love the big nights. They love the trips. I mean, of course, of course, they want to be part of it. But if you offered them either or, no, do you want a do you want to run to the Europa League group stage, even the last thirty two, or do you want to win the league? I mean, they'll take the league every day of the week. That that is the no. That as I said before, that's. The be all and end all for punters to stop the stop the nine in a row, stop Celtic's dominance, get Gerard's first trophy as a manager, a first title as a manager. That is the the clear number one priority, and Gerard will be under no illusions about that about that as well. Well, I will say though is if Gerard doesn't does get put out by a minnow, there'll be a lot of pressure on him, and maybe Rangers don't need that extra pressure this season because this is the season everyone's looking at Gerard and being like, right. You're going to get judged on this season. That pressure's yeah. going to be there that, anyway, that, Callum. That, I was going to yeah. come on to this next week, but let's just ask it now. <laughs> Stephen Gerrard, if he does not stop nine in a row, is that seen as a failure and would Rangers take the risk of 
using of of handing him the challenge of stopping ten. Big question. Um, will it be a failure? Yes, because whether it's his first job in management or no, Rangers stuck their neck out uh, and put a lot of faith in Steven Gerrard. Huge name, um, big fanfare when he came in. He was brought in for one thing, and that's to to win the win the title. So if he's not done it in two years, it'll be a failure. He'd be the first to admit that. No, you're talking about a guy whose standards are sky high. No, he's been used to winning his whole career. No, never, no, never a guy to no settle for for second best. So he would admit that he would be disappointed in himself to go two years without winning the title. Um, so that would be a problem. Would they stick with him for another year? You'd need to look at the circumstances. Listen, if it's a... If Rangers have an incredible season, uh, no, this year, and they lose the title on the last day, or the last couple of days, then, no, it'd be pretty harsh to, to say, right, off you pop and get, get somebody else in. Um, but there's going to need to be more improvement. We've spoke about it before. There, there was, there has been real improvement since Gerald came in. But it's got to kick on again next year because they need to go and they've closed the gap on Celtic. They've got over that psychological hurdle of winning, winning all firm games. They've proved they can be a match for them on any given day. But it's got to go up another another level next year, um, and they need to be properly challenging for that title at the at the business end of the season. Callum, I think uh, momentum is without doubt growing with Gerard and Rangers. Uh, he says he's here for the, the term of his his contract. For you, if if Rangers don't win the title next season, we're getting miles ahead ourselves here. I'll take the blame for that. Um, do you think they would stick with them for a third term? I just don't know how much further he'd be able to take this squad of players and this team. It, it feels like this season... He's built his squad, he's got it ready. If he keeps his best players, I'd, if he loses it this season, I just don't know what, what else can he do unless he gets funds to bring in more quality. So it'd be a tough one, but it's all about circumstance. If he takes them right to the wire, it'd, it'd be harsh. But if he, has a, if he has a shocker of a season and Rangers finish 10 points behind again, then I think you'd have to say, I think Rangers would maybe risk it to get in a try again and go all out to stop 10, but... I feel I need to finish on a positive here. I think on aggregate, Stephen Gerrard beat Celtic last season <laughs> over the four games. They, without doubt, got closer than they have been for years. Um, so there's nothing to suggest they won't stop nine in a row next season. They did, but I mean, they, but they weren't challenging at the no when it got to the the real business end. No, Gerrard would would admit that they had a chance when they beat Celtic in December. They went away for the winter break. No, they were neck and neck. The chance was there for them to go and mount a serious challenge, and they couldn't do it. So that's where the that's where the progress has to be made. That's where it's got to go up another another notch. And he know, listen, he knows that. I mean, we we know. Talk about a guy who's been there and done it, no, seen it and done it all. He knows exactly the challenge. He'll know even better the challenge this summer because he's in a year of Scottish football. He knows the scene now. He knows the opposition. No, he knows opposition players how they're going to. You know, how teams are going to line up. He knows what he needs, and that's what will be crucial in terms of recruitment. I think he now knows what he needs to go and 
no, in terms of his squad to go and win at places, no, like Dens Park where they drop points or Rugby Park or wherever, he knows more than anybody what's what's required. Um, it's just whether, as Callum Touchstone, will he be backed enough by the board financially to get the guys in that he wants, and that at the moment that remains to be seen. Okay, guys, that's that's time up for today. There's plenty more discussion to be had on that subject in the weeks to come. But um, that's all from us. Thanks to Scott for coming on and Callum, of course. If you want to continue the debate, you can find us on Twitter at record underscore sport and on Facebook as well. We'll be back next week to talk all things Rangers, so don't forget to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available. And you can also rate us on there as well. Thank you very much for listening.